episode of the New Craft House podcast is sponsored by Faf. We use Faf sewing machines in all of our sewing and in all of our workshops, and they really are the best of the best. With everything from beginner machines like the Smarter Range to the Ambition machines that we use in classes to the top of the range creative icon, Faf have something for every sewist. Welcome to episode 23 of the New Craft House podcast. It's just me and Rosie here today and we're going to do, be doing a big Sew Yourself Sustainable catch-up followed by um, a bit of a look at our own wardrobes and how we can improve the longevity of our wardrobes and then we're going to round things up with a discussion about our new shop opening. Yeah, like a business catch-up I guess, what's happening in the next few weeks. We hope you enjoy. So, what have you been up to this week? Okay, so week three of Sew Yourself Sustainable was all focused around longer life. So ways that you can lengthen the lifespan of your clothes and the things that you make. So we were looking at things like mending, uh, altering, refashioning, caring for your mates, yeah. Stuff like that. So that's what we've been looking at really. Um, yeah, so basically how you can make stuff last longer. Sorry I giggled, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie's been reading our reviews. And oh, one of them says that it's just a lot of giggling. Which I think is an ageist thing, because would you say giggle if it was somebody a bit older? I don't think you would. Laughing. Yeah, you wouldn't. <laughs> ageist and sexist, but yeah, we'll let it slide. <laughs> um, so yeah, basically how you can make stuff last longer. And that's stuff you've made... All shop-bought stuff. Yeah, your just anything wardrobe. that you own, yeah. So obviously the longer that like a garment is sort of in circulation and is getting worn, isn't going to waste, Like the more sustainable it is. And I read something recently that said that you should think, like, am I going to wear this 90 times if you want to like shop or make sustainably? So that's like something to aim for that we've been thinking about a bit, 90 wears. Do you know who does that? amazingly on their Instagram sewing account. I think it's, I don't know her name. Um, it's her Instagram account is Pants Fashional. Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna find it, but she does these amazing, um, she'll do, she'll sew some trousers or something, then she has a photo of her outfit and she'll have a breakdown of each item. So some will be shop bought, some will be handmade, but she writes the cost of each one, including the cost if it was handmade. And then she writes how many wears she's on and then what the average cost per wear is now. Yeah, that's good. Because you're also bringing that down. So she only buys sustainable clothes and she will buy like an Elizabeth Suzanne jacket that costs, say, $400. And then she'll be like, but I've actually worn this now 120 times. So cost per wear is less than this dress I got from a non-sustainable place. That's interesting. That's a really interesting exercise. We should do that, actually. Yeah. To be honest, like, cost isn't something that I actually think about, really. It's not, but it's a way to mentally justify spending more on On sustainable, smaller um, companies. Yeah. And it is a bit different for us because with our makes, at least, we don't really buy the fabric if we're getting (laughs) it from the shop. But we could factor in the cost. (laughs) Yeah, you would think... I, I don't know if she does a cost for her time yeah i'm not sure if she adds in like a hourly rate for that but it's really 
it's a really um interesting post that she does and she does them all the time as well it's not like a one-off thing mm. basically for like when she was going to work she'd do it for like all her outfits every day do you want to do it for your outfit now yep okay so i'm wearing doc martin boots which i reckon i've worn maybe over a hundred times because basically wear them every day in winter so that's already down to like a pound i wear (laughs) and then these jeans are from levi's i reckon i've worn them i think they were like 65 quid and i've probably worn them at least 60 times Okay, maybe my aim should be a quid, <laughs> one pound per wear. This jumper came out of the Pringle. Um, when we got the big delivery of fabric from Pringle, we also got loads of damaged garments in there. Mm. Some and even not got damaged, to be honest. Yeah, some not. It was a weird, there were a few boxes of them. And this jumper had been ripped down the arm. So I fixed that and I've worn it one time today. But it was free but it was free and only got and i've been waiting for the first like maybe cold enough day and then my t-shirt is actually a t-shirt that i bought in first lockdown um for a charity for a tottenham food bank um i saw it on lydia from made my wardrobes instagram account her friend designed it and i think it was 30 pounds and all the money went to charity and i've worn that a lot haven't i yeah this is like a standard outfit for both of us actually yeah they're getting a lot of wear Socks, little dog socks. Someone gave me them for Christmas. Not my favourite. Probably only worn them a few times. <laughs> the eyes are breaking out the top. <laughs> um, so yeah, a lot of wears, I think. But it's an interesting exercise to do for your me-mates, I think. Because, well, we'd had the ward- it, ward- ward- it? the wardrobe audit <laughs> um, last week um, for Stay Self Sustainable. And... In that, you're kind of acknowledging spotting gaps in your wardrobe and stuff that you're making, but maybe that you're not wearing that much. So yeah, if you do this, then you can be like, well, I spent eight hours making that dress and this much on fabric, but I've only worn it to two weddings. Yeah, which goes for quite a lot of the things that I make, I think. I think when you're drawn to like the beautiful fabrics and wanting that like really special dress, that's the sort of trap that I fall into and end up making things that don't get the most wear. I've been thinking about the whole 90 wear thing quite a lot. Um, Because most of what I wear day to day, that probably is the case for, because it's the stuff that you're wearing all the time. Mm. (laughs) And then the rest of it is way less. But yeah, it's interesting. You should work out the percentage. What percentage of a wardrobe do you never wear, basically? Mm. I thought I would pull out like everything that I haven't worn in the past year as a starting point. It was a lot of stuff. Yeah. Have you done it yet? Are you going to actually do it? I did like half of it, yeah. I think mine would be a lot of dresses. Part of this week, we have both been looking at our own wardrobes in a bit more depth than just like doing the audit and counting up. And we've been trying to figure out how we can lengthen the life of it and going forward what we should focus on sewing and how this is going to impact what we do next Mm -hmm. um so what have you found looking at yours so i did what i said like pulling out the stuff that gets the most wear and it is things like jackets like because i only have a couple so i get they wear i wear them a lot and like the jeans that i wear basically every day at the moment and things like t-shirts and 
the stuff that doesn't get worn is obviously like the fancy dresses but I think that's okay because if you like really love them you love the fabric and they're like a special item and you will wear them um, to fancy events like that's fine but I do actually have a lot of stuff that is made from silk <laughs> and it's just not practical for my life at the moment and I remember I said this last year in So Self Sustainable maybe even the year before I think the year before <laughs> ever since I've had kids it's just silk but I love silk and that's I think you know in future I will wear those garments again but have you made new stuff I don't think I have really not that comes to mind I mean that um Anthea top I made is in like a fancy jacket it's not silk but it would still it's be like baby tricky friendly. to wash so yeah but I have been wearing that like any day that I'm not like I'm doing something nice without children I wear but um it's made me think that I need to make some things that I actually will be able to wear day to day because I love wearing like newer me made you know things that you're like really excited about um so I want to make some like cottony basic -y type things which is why I pulled out um, one of our new checked brushed cottons this week because I think I could wear that loads like you could just wash it easily and it will last forever regardless of what a toddler does to it so yeah no silk going forward yeah that's a bit sad because when we went through all those silk sample pieces the other day got a really nice yellow floor one and i really want to make a dress from it but i think you I'll can make it for an it. occasion i know i don't even have occasions <laughs> i don't even have a holiday like there's nothing you should make it for one dinner out that's true actually i am actually gonna have a birthday this year yes yeah, so you can wear it for that yeah even though it's November. I'll layer it, that's fine. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and the other thing I noticed mostly in my wardrobe is I have so much knitwear. I think I thought I had a normal amount of knitwear, but like... That you have made? Made, but also just like accumulated, because I love knitwear. So if I see something like amazing in a charity shop, or I've, had, I've got some of my mum's old ones, some of my grands, um, yeah, I'm just drawn to knitwear, so I do have a lot of it. But I think that's fine. I'm not going to make myself any new garments this year, I think. Although I might make an, a vest, like a knitted vest, because I don't... Well, I've got one of those. Um, but I'm not <laughs> like a, a The holiday slip-over thing. Yeah, something like that. A tank, yeah. And then you can wear it over dresses, and actually, like, it makes Different. the rest of your wardrobe more wearable. Um, so I might make that, but otherwise I'm just going to focus on knitting accessories and stuff for... Um, my children, because I don't need any more jumpers, basically. How many jumpers is enough? If you're asking me, there isn't really a limit because I just love them. Go through, um, go through them all in a little IGTV. I'd like that. Yeah, okay. They actually are stored quite nicely at the moment as well, so. Oh, I'd love to mine them in a um, zip-up bag. Yeah, but that is at least safe. Like, I'm a bit worried about mine because they're in, like, a mesh basket now, or two mesh baskets. But they all folded so you can see them all. Yeah. But Aww. if a moth gets in there, we can't. I'll cry. You'd have to know, you'd have to leave it quite a while for the moth to do serious damage. Yeah. Like it has to be untouched, unmoved around, probably. Yeah. I go in there most days. Yeah. And you mentioned that you want to get 90 wares out of something. So I think, as a small little bit of homework, you should. Work out what percentage of your wardrobe have had 90 wears. Yeah. 
Because your fancy dresses, even if you had them for 30 years, and that's 30 years of them fitting, 30 years of you wanting to wear that garment, I actually think you'd struggle to get 90 yeah. wears out of them. But if you take 90 as like an average in your wardrobe, maybe, and obviously like the things that are a bit fancier, you're not going to get that many yeah. wears out of. And that's okay. Even like a nice top, you could easily not get 90 wears out of. Yeah. Like that velvet top you got in a charity shop, you're not going to get 90 wears out of that. What, the shirt? Yeah, the shirt. Yeah, but then that shirt will have had 90 wears probably in its life, you know? Maybe it's not just your own wears that count. <laughs> no, I think it should be. <laughs> the only ones you can manage, you can count, you can work out. <laughs> so, going... Well, shall I do mine first and then we'll move on to going forward? My wardrobe. Yeah. Thoughts. Um, I need a big sort out. My wardrobe is an annoying system at the moment because I built a new wardrobe on the boat. Then I tried to build them these cupboard doors. And the thing about the boat is that nothing is the right angle. But nothing, but every angle is different. So building something like doors is really annoying because getting them to fit right. I mean, we were just constantly like sanding little bits off and then pff, they were a nightmare. And I was trying, I was going to do like a frame of rattan in the middle and then I just thought, this is a waste of the rattan because they're never going to be like perfect. And the rattan was quite a lot, quite expensive. So now the rattan is in a cupboard <laughs> stored. <laughs> so you had bought it? I bought it, yeah, annoyingly. Maybe I could try and sell it on, but. So the cupboard doors have come off and I smashed them up for kindling. So it's just open now? So it's just open again, but I'm gonna make some curtains. Um, but because of that, I've like been, I kept saying to myself, oh, I won't do a wardrobe sort out until the doors are on, which is classic me. Mm. But now I'm waiting for the curtains to go. <laughs> <laughs> some other unachievable. <laughs> no, so I'm gonna do a big sort out and I think there's loads of stuff I need to get rid of. I did give two huge bags to the charity um, clothing bin this weekend and I think I could get rid of quite a lot more just stuff that I literally don't wear at all yeah um doesn't spark joy yeah I think I can get rid of loads and then I'm gonna have a love and not do kind of another audit and figure out I want to make some more wearable stuff so I, I I mostly in winter I'm wearing um trousers jeans and a t-shirt jeans and a jumper but I'd quite like to have some other trousers. So I think Gemma made some Persephone pants and I'm going to try and make some of those. Mm, Just some nice. other options for like separates that I feel comfortable in. Um, and then I don't, I've, most of my dresses are quite linen-y and they're not very winter appropriate. So I think I'd like to make a couple of linen, a couple of um, cotton or like more wintry dresses as well. Um, and I think I am at the point because you know when you're wearing just a small percentage of your wardrobe things do just get worn out really much quicker like I really yeah. notice that when I'm just in a boring slug of wearing um, jeans and a t-shirt then they just start to look scruffy really really quickly mm. so I think I need to actually replace some stuff um, but then I know that sewing t-shirts isn't very fun Yeah. so I'll put that off for ages 
Um, and then for my like actual sewing plans, if anyone watched the video of me going through my stash, they will have seen that. Sorry, my belly's rumbling. Um, they will have seen that I have many, many plans for coats and jackets about five or six projects worth. <laughs> and I think I've got most of the pat patterns as well. Um, I've had printed at the fold line, so they're literally ready to go. So I need to just actually take off like two of them. I thought though, because we're holding a new social sewing weekend. Yeah, I could do them then. Yeah, like that. Because I in both those social sewing weekends we did a couple of years ago, I sewed a, a coat and a jacket in each one. Did you? You made your yeah. big coat and then... The puffer jacket in the second one. Oh, yeah. And it's the perfect, like, put aside a whole weekend to, like, amount. finish it. Okay, yeah, so in one of them I'll make a jacket. And I'll have everything cut out, ready to go. Um, and then, but then the thing that I think is also stopping me from doing that is that they are annoying to store on the boat. So, jack like, jackets and coats just take up so much room. And, obviously, spaces is of a premium on Dolly, my boat, so... I think that kind of stops me from doing it as well because it's just annoying to have around but I do need a couple maybe I should do a bit of a jacket clear out as well because I've got yeah. some like scraggly old ones that are just yeah and when you've got a nice one then that's all that you want to wear so you you don't need many yeah I think I need one really long one um yeah maybe like a jacket or two so that's kind of where I'm at with my wardrobe. I know that I have gaps and I know I want to get out of my like jeans and t-shirt rut, but I do think I've said that every single so self-sustainable. Here I am, <laughs> Maybe same just jeans and t-shirts. your look. <laughs> I was looking at my jeans on the train this morning thinking, okay, these are really getting quite worn out. They're the ones that have like a rip in the knee and the rip has just got so large. Like, yeah, they just start disgusting. to look scruffy. Yeah, so I was thinking, can you patch that or is it just... Oh my gosh, someone I... I saw this amazing patching, Tessa Perlo, you know that in, that oh, um, yeah. embroidery artist, she'd patched some jeans and they looked so good. They had like loads of patches over. Mm. I feel like I think you should do something like that on. Yeah, and then I've also, because I ride my bike to work every day, um, it rubs the chain. Yeah, so I mean, I've got a really oily patch on the bottom of my jeans and I just can't get it out. So I need to look into how to get that off. That is scruffy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't win that. Maybe you should put um, a little plastic bag tube over your leg every day. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, fixing stuff that's just looking really scruffy. Because you'll be in the habit of wearing them, but actually when I do that and I'm in the habit of wearing it, and one day I'm just like, I see yeah. myself in a mirror and I'm just like, oh my you God, think, it looks so scruffy. Yeah. You think it looks like when you bought it still? <laughs> it just, it just does it. not, yeah. I, I have that with trainers. I'll mm. wear trainers until they, and then one day I'll be stood next to someone and they're in the same trainers, but theirs look nice. And I'm just like, <laughs> what? Is this, mm. this how filthy I look? Um, that's from walking the dog in. Any shoes that I have, which ruins them all. But mm. Dogs ruin your clothes, actually. So it's like yeah um so yeah spotting gaps and filling them with some new makes that i can like try and make myself get excited about this week we were looking at lengthening the life of your garments and we both did pull out some stuff from our wardrobes 
to alter or mend mend yeah mending's a big thing that i was thinking about this year especially because we had all of those pringle like samples and half-made garments because so many of them were amazing like beautiful cashmere jumpers like the one you're wearing and they just needed like a little bit of fixing and normally it's the kind of thing we would just like not do yeah we just stick them in the cupboard and be like we'll do it leave them for ages yeah but we actually just got the overlocker out and fixed loads in one day and that was fun but that's like a simple way of fixing your jumper actually it's like absolutely not what you're meant to do yeah because they with a lot of these samples they're they've obviously like cut open a sleeve and added in like another knitted panel for volume but in doing that they've tr- cut the knits like right through the knots yeah yeah so it would unravel if left and we were like well we could you could go through and try and pick it all up and hand do it but then this actually has has repaired them really well i think yeah we and now they're ready to wear over locker. like that isn't going to come out and also if it does start to come out we'll just do it again yeah and it doesn't look like perfect like the garment was intended to look but it like no one would ever notice and it means it's wearable so that's the ultimate aim to make it wearable um yeah so what i had a skirt actually as well that i wore at the weekend that came from pringle, pringle knitted skirt yeah oh the knitted that. panel one yeah that's yeah. really cute that's not very kid yeah but i just thought whatever but how can you wash that you just hand wash it right rosie talks about hand washing her knits all the time and i'm just not um i'm just not convinced that she actually does it. I do. I do it when I go to my mum's. Because Your she's got a it. really clean sink. No, I genuinely really do sink. it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust my sink. Uh, Rosie's just put her arm up and in her jumper she has a big hole in her armpit. So there's another mend for her. Yeah. I've been thinking about this mend for a while, but... No, not that. Oh, there's another one there. There's one under oh, your armpit. The one under the armpit is just in the seam. That's yeah. easy. Yeah. Um, but there's an actual like, hole in the sleeve. Yeah. I'm not a darner. Like, I... To be honest, I should actually just like sit down and do like learn how to learn do it properly. Learn how to do it, yeah. Because my mum does it really nicely. Yeah, go ahead to teach you. Yeah. Um, my things that I pulled out from my wardrobe were actually one that I was meant to do last year for So Self Sustainable. I had this, the first ever jumper I knitted was this purple, um, what blend is it? Alpaca and... Polyamide, I think. Polyamide. So it's like mostly alpaca yeah around a polyamide strand and it's so warm and i love it and it's really big and it's quite well it's not really big but it's quite like comfy and nice to wear so soft but i do who the fuck knows why (laughs) but i knitted it in this like bright purple color which i just hate and I just spent maybe 120 hours knitting this jumper and it was the first one I ever made. So I'd love to be able to wear it. And I just never worn it. I knitted it like eight years ago. Yeah. And I think I've probably worn it like three times. And every time I wear it, I hate it. <laughs> and I hate how I look. So last year I bought some Rit dye um, that's suitable for wool. And I said I was going to dye it then and I didn't. But I actually did it last week. And it was, did not go to plan. <laughs> so I bought a jet black, like the back to black writ dye. And it's the one that's for natural fibres. And I did it on the stove in our new office. Um, Rosie was filming it. And I was so nervous about felting it 
by stirring it around. Just let it brew. <laughs> obviously, it's just patchy as anything. And it's it looked good when it was it, when it first came out, but then as it's dried, it's just gone like... It's like a midnighty purple, I'd say. And really patchy. And patchy, It needs yeah. another go, basically. So I'm going to order another one. And now it hasn't felted at all. So I feel like... It really meh. won't felt. Yeah, so now I'm actually going to stir it. Mm. And I think maybe I need a slightly bigger pot or more. I need to fill the pot right to the brim. The bigger um, the pot, the better it will be because you can move it more. I know, but that pot, put that. Do you get pots bigger than that? Yeah. A jam. I don't have a jam pot here. Um, but yes, yeah, so that was one, one of my refashions, I guess, kind of a refashion. Because mm-hmm. I've dyed it. And then also, while I was doing that, I thought. <laughs> I'm going to dye my bridesmaid's dress. <laughs> and it was a dress I made. It was like baby blue silk um, for my brother's wedding. And I thought I'll chuck that in in a second load to dye it black. And that is also patchy as anything. And also I forgot it was on the hob and it boiled. And I was like, oh my God, this is silk. It's not going to be, it's going to shrunk. But it hasn't really shrunk at all. Maybe a tiny bit. It's got a bit shorter, um, but it's a long dress anyway. And I think I'm going to re-hem it. Um, but I need to stick that in another go to make it black. Yeah, it looks slightly tie-dyed at the moment. It looks slightly tie-dyed, a bit emo. I actually really like it. See, um, my brother's wife actually and my brother saw it yesterday and they were like, what on earth have you done to that dress? And they said it looked really emo and it does. It's I was never like going to wear it again. Yeah, like, exactly. A baby blue bridesmaid dress is not like I could wear that to another wedding because what if they had baby bridesmaids were wearing baby blue? You would look like a <laughs> I'd look like one. And it was, yeah, I just thought if I can get a couple more wears out of it as a black silk dress. Yeah. Then that's perfect. So those were my two main refashions. Um... And then I've pulled out a garment that I made as well that I'm going to give away. I don't want to swap it. But the dress. Yep. Oh, and I swapped some fabric with Gemma for two chocolate bars. That was a good swap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I made a dress, a linen dress, and it was a flora, but without the darts. It's quite loose, and I feel like a bit like a chimney sweep in it. It's grey, and it doesn't make me feel very good. So I'm going to rehome it to someone who loves it. So I feel like I've got done quite successful sorting. Sorting, yeah. Mm. And I did do a huge like dump out of my fabric stash as well. Yeah. So that's shrunk a bit. Um, but yeah, I do think I have some repairs at home as well. I definitely do. I keep saying like, oh, I'll get them all out, put them in a pile and actually just do work them, for it. Yeah, before I let myself sew anything new, you know. But it's not my opinion. But I should do it. I've got all the kids' stuff as well. Like, so much of that gets a little bit, uh, like, damaged, whatever. And then I just... Yeah, two wardrobes to sort. Mm. Um, Another thing that I need to do, actually, saying, like, get it out in a pile, is things that I've made that I just haven't finished, but that I've made... Like, they're sort of wearable, so, like, a jacket that never got buttons, or, like, my puffer coat I never turn like stitched up the hems so when I'm wearing it the hem they always just fall down and they're bound so that's why I haven't bothered finishing it but I just need to stitch them up put a little bit of elastic in yeah make it feel so much nicer just little things like that um 
Okay, I'm gonna do that this week and do a bit of a sort out. We've had to think about a few different resources and places to go for inspiration, for refreshing and mending. Um, so we've got, if you don't follow it, follow it, we recommend you go and find Fashion Revolution Instagram account. They share loads of facts and figures about the textile industry in general, but also loads about how you can lengthen the life of your own wardrobe and yeah and if you don't know fashion revolution was founded by Ursula de castro who is elise lex's mum and she wrote her book loved clothes last so it's all about like making clothes last longer so you'll see that a lot through fashion revolution as well yeah it's just loads of practical tips on caring for your clothes and better buying as well it's aimed at people who are buying their clothes not at yeah not at sewist but is still very relevant um and then there's also a talk at the fashion and textile museum with aja barber on the 23rd of september um that we've got tickets to watch and it's about her book so it's the book's called consumed to um the collective need for change colonialism climate change and consumerism and it's going to be a discussion about, I think it starts with a discussion about the, the uncomfortable history of the textile industry. Um, and then it looks about why we consume in the way we do. Mm. And if you don't follow Arja Barber on Instagram, I'd go give her a follow as well. But that talk is going to be really great. Mm. Um, and I saw it through Pigeon Wishes. So thank you, Megan, for sharing. Yeah. I'm um, excited to read the book as well. Yeah. And then another tag that you can if anyone has any accounts by the way do share them with us that do like loads of visible mendings we'd love to see it um but just even just following the hashtag visible mending on instagram that is so much yeah. and if you give it a follow then they'll start appearing in your feed as well um it's just quite nice little reminders of different ways to mend stuff mm. like you should look on on jean on there for your jeans yeah for patching because they'll be really nice ones yeah and even people like Elise Lex does um, a bit of a visible mending with like embroidery as well. It's like another nice yeah. touch that you can add. Um, but yeah, if anyone's got any other resources or accounts to follow, then do let us know and we can share them all on Instagram. You probably all know that we are huge fans of faff machines. We use them in all of our workshops and when we're sewing at home on our boats. So what do we love most about them? They're super smooth to sew on with a sleek design and their iconic IDT system, essentially a built-in walking foot, makes handling all types of fabric a dream. We honestly couldn't sew what we do without them. Get in touch with us if you fancy a machine upgrade or if you'd like to know more about any of the models. We've been in the new studio now for like... Three four, weeks? Three weeks, four weeks, yeah. And it is yeah. mostly sort of sorted. Like we still need a bit of furniture being built, like big cutting tables and things, but all the fabric is stored actually on shelves, which is amazing. Never thought we'd get there. And Our office is not sorted. Yeah, <laughs> the room we're sat in is like... A dump. Yeah, there's a lot of boxes still. But the actual like main room, which is where people will be able to come in and shop, is pre-sorted. And we are basically ready to open for our first day of like in-person shopping, which will be the 2nd of October. It's a Saturday. And we're going to be open 10 till half 4. Um, every Saturday every Saturday from then on apart from like around Christmas but we'll tell you about that closer to the time <laughs> um, 
and yeah, so it's going to be every Saturday, 10 to half four. You can come in, shop all the fabric, all of our haberdashery and stuff as well. And we're going to have two lovely women running the shop. So we probably will be here on the first day, but not most Saturdays. Um, and they are called Charlotte and Molly. So if you come, you'll meet them and they'll be able to help you pick fabric for a project. And just like they both know a lot about fabric. Um, so that's great. And the address is, if anyone's listening, wants to come, 32 Bocking Street, Hackney, E83F. So we're, we've got like an actual front on the street, so it's ground floor level, totally accessible, um, big nice wide door. And yeah, so the first day on the 2nd of October, we'll have like some special treats as well. We're, we're going to have everyone who buys something um, gets to pick out of a pot and they're going to have golden tickets in for like fabric vouchers. Yeah. I don't know what's best like to do mo lots of like £20 vouchers or like a couple of big ones. I reckon lots, because the winning is the fun thing, not yeah. spending layer, really. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have some treats out and stuff. It's going to be really exciting, our first, like, proper day opening. And we always said, like, we didn't really want to shop, but that was based on absolutely nothing. The truth is, we didn't want to... We didn't want to work. ...be in a shop <laughs> every weekend. Um, but actually, I love, like, meeting customers and actually having, like, a physical space where they can come and you can interact. That's something that we both really love. I think that's why we've loved the parties and doing open days. And it's just, and starting with the Saturday, like we have no plans to change that, but it's just, there is a day where you can come in and shop in person because we know a lot of uh, customers, well, it's so much nicer to see fabrics moving, feel them. Yeah, and you get a better idea of what project they'll be good for. So you don't end up like buying the wrong thing and that fabric going to waste and stuff as well. And you see loads more options. And there's things on the shop that totally get overlooked that are like amazing fabrics. And they'll be more visible in the shop, I think. Yeah, they're just photograph less, they look less exciting in photographs, but they're just like beautiful twi twills and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then also you get to ask Molly and Charlotte for advice and they'll know our fabrics really well, so they can advise you on what's suitable for what project. Yeah. And hopefully like people will come back week after week and like talk about what they've been making and then like start wearing the fabrics and it will just be exciting. And if you haven't visited um, our studios before, we're right, ne right next to Broadway Market as well. And the, the market is there on the Saturday. So it's... Is it Sunday as well still or not? I'm not sure. I think there's like a, a part down version on a Sunday. Mm. Um, but on the Saturdays when the full market's there. So it's just a really nice area to come to anyway for a walk, lunch, yeah, coffee. Day out. I thought actually I might write a blog post on like what we suggest you do if you come for the day. Right? Oh yeah, because we've done extensive cafe oh, research. Oh, we know them all. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many bakeries and cafes. Yeah. It's like actually the best area. And there's some really nice shops as well, like Earl of East. And you just wouldn't even maybe know that was there because it's tucked yeah, behind. Yeah. Um, okay, well, right. Yeah, that's good. A little guide. Yeah. Um, of where to go. And Moran Girls mm. next to our old studio. Violet. There's just so many bakeries. So that's sort of where we're at with the shop plan. I mean, we always, we've been saying when we moved here, we knew we were going to have to do like the space was suitable then to have shopping going on. Um, and in the old studio where we're still running all our workshops, we obviously couldn't have customers coming on the weekend because there's a class in progress and it's in the same room. Um, so I'm quite excited that we finally put a date and just been like, okay, that's when it's happening. Mm. We do have a tendency of pushing things back. Yeah. 
but there's no reason like we could open it tomorrow and it would be fine you know you just got to do things <laughs> yeah um and we're gonna have a party actually the night before so the evening before and we're gonna invite some of our sewing friends and stuff so you might see us post about that on instagram excited for that as well yeah nice to see people after basically two years so long yeah we've also put in two new workshops we listed them last week social sewing weekend which technically isn't new but we haven't been able to run it in like a year and a half so that is back and it's a weekend of just free sewing in our studio meeting new sewing people just having like a nice time and there's extra treats as well like cakes and stuff so it's gonna be a nice relaxed weekend um i think the next date for that is in the middle of october yeah 16th and 17th i think i'm mm. gonna be at that one yeah as well sewing <laughs> <laughs> one of our four. Um, and we've also put in a brand new workshop, which is sewing the McCool's 7969 yeah. Yeah, dress, which is like the it dress of the past year or so in the making community. It's got like that faux wrap front, billowy sleeves, gathered skirt. You'll, you'll definitely have seen it if you've been on Instagram. Um, and that's sort of like a beginner intermediate class. So if you've used a sewing pattern before, you'll be able to do it fine. But also if you're a more advanced sewist and you just want to come along and make a nice garment, then you're more than welcome to. Um, I think that's November sometime, I can't remember, but they're all on the website. And then we've also got dates as well for like bra making, jeans making, lens sew, bodice fitting, all of our favorite classes. Yeah, we've got dates in up until Christmas now. And we have, we've left a date free where we might do a Christmas party, um, but obviously, we want to wait a bit and see what happens with COVID. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we'll have some sort of Christmassy event, even if it's just in the day in the shop where we can limit numbers in at a time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all dates are in up until Christmas now. And we do do play payment plans as well. So if you do want to set one of those up, drop us an email and yeah, we can split the payment for a class into however many monthly instalments that you need. Next week is looking forward for Say Yourself Sustainable and we are going to be sharing what we've learned, what we're going to change going forward, um, any tips that we've learned from other participants. It's quite nice because everyone shares like what they've learned and then you can look through your hashtag and be like, oh, actually, that's something new that I've learned as well yeah. from someone else. And then we're also going to be um, trying to rehome a couple of garments that we've got yeah, looking at the best places where you can rehome them or pass them forward, like, mindfully. Like, what to do with them mm. uh, when you have no, no use for them. We wanted to hold a clove, uh, me-made swap in person, which would have been, like, quite mad. Um, but I think that's going to have to be next year, hopefully. Yeah, it's a good idea for an event, but probably not right now. Um... But yeah, so keep an eye out on Instagram for next week's prompts. Um, I think I'm gonna do a big session of sewing planning to get myself excited for winter making. <laughs> All your jackets. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for listening and thank you to Fab for sponsoring. See you next week. No, listen to you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>